how you find that best listing agent. Interview more than one and have a series of questions prepared because the fact of the matter is that depending on which agent or team you choose, the value can vary up to 10%, which is a huge amount of money. It's important also to make a list what is important to you as a seller. I'll send an email and see how quickly they respond and how detailed it is. So I think all of those small little tests you can do with your prospective listing agent and see how they respond. Are they responding in the timely manner that you would expect and so forth. Hey, and welcome back to Black Belt in Real Estate. This is season two, and in today's episode, we're gonna talk about one of our favorite topics, how to find the best listing agent in Los Angeles. In order to give you as much value as possible, I have brought in my co-host, James Suarez. He's a real estate superstar and the CEO of the number one team for Kelly Williams in California, the Suarez team. So without further ado, I would bring up a pen and paper and take notes because there's going to be so much value we're going to deliver for you here today if you're considering selling your home and how you find that best listing agent for you. So welcome and thanks, James, for being here with me. Always a pleasure. This is fun. This is awesome. I know this is a hot topic for you. You you built your business through door knocking. You've listed hundreds and hundreds of home and I'm, I'm trying to catch up with you with your guidance and help and I really appreciate uh, all you have done for me. And I just want to share with the audience, you know, how you find that best listing agent. Because let's, let's address the elephant in the room. A real estate agent doesn't always have the best rumor. And a lot of people don't trust the real estate agent, which is so sad. And uh, we just want to share what you can do as a homeowner if you think about selling to be protected and also get the best possible results. So... Let's just start the conversation. Like, wh- where do you start? You're thinking about selling your home. You want to get the best person for you and the team to do the job, but you don't know where to start. You heard about your uncle that it's in real estate. You heard about the Suarez team or Keller Williams or Douglas Elliman, but you don't really know any more than that. Yeah, I mean, I, I think you need to approach it like any other major decision in life, which is to interview more than one and have a series of questions uh, prepared you know, to ask the agent that you're interviewing. In fact, I know on the Suarez team, we actually provide an interview sheet for our sellers to make sure that they ask all the appropriate questions to the agent that they're interviewing because the fact of the matter is that depending on which agent or team you choose, the value can you know vary up to 10%, which is a huge amount of money. I think one of the mistakes that sellers oftentimes make is to try to find you know the cheapest, right? The one that charges the least amount of commission. And you know, there's a famous saying, you get what you pay for, right? And unless you want a discount value, you know, you don't want to choose a discount agent. So, you know, that's that's one of the things that I would start with is to remove that thought process from this decision making. I mean, there's also another famous uh, saying that my dad used to say, which is don't jump over the dollars in order to get to the pennies, right? You know, quick, you know, story that I love to tell, you know, sellers is, you know, we had a listing uh, that we sold, but we didn't start off with the listing. The seller interviewed a couple of different agents. They did have the mentality of we want to go with the cheapest. So they chose a local expert, but a discount expert, right? So long story short, 
the highest price they got was 950000 and they called us worried because they thought they were leaving money on the table, which they were. Long story short, two months later, we took over the listing, sold it for a million one sixty, right? $210,000 more. And yes, they had to pay us 1% more in the commission, which was around 12000 But when net-net, they netted $200,000 more, yeah. they were very happy to pay the commission. So first and foremost is to remove the commission right, you know, myth out of the equation and focus on who's got the best track record, who's had the best result, who's had the best reviews, and then go through a series of important questions to ask the agent. Yeah, and uh, if you're on the market thinking about selling, we're happy to share that cheat sheet with you as well. Of Just reach out to us and we'll be happy to do that. So there are three things. I mean, the market right now, it's always evolving and changing and we don't know exactly when you're looking at this, but there's so many things that are important when listing your home. The three, I would say, that you taught me most important is the agent and team you choose, the marketing, and the pricing strategy. Yes. Uh, can we just talk a little bit more about that? Yes, of course. I mean, there's a lot of agents out there that will, we, what we call they buy a listing, right? If you and I went on a listing appointment and we were competing against each other, uh, and you know, I was honest with the data, right? With, well, let's say you. Let's say you were honest with the data and you were honest with the pricing strategy and what the house is really worth, and I wasn't, and I was misleading. Let's say that you knew that the market value was $2 million. I know it too, because I'm looking at the same data, but I'm gonna try to buy this listing and tell the seller that, hey, it's worth actually 2.3, and the seller's mind, 2.3 is sexier than 2 million, and so it's also making sure that you're not always being told you know, what you want to hear, but what you need to hear. I mean, what I tell sellers all the time, if roles were reversed and you were the agent and I was the seller, I would want you to tell me what I needed to hear versus what I want to hear. Because in a market, especially in the market that we're in right now, pricing strategy matters now more than ever. And if you misprice your home, it could cost you a lot of money. And I think it's it's important also to make a list what is important to you as a seller. Uh, I think, for example, for me, level of communication is so important. And I'm I'm hiring an assistant right now to help me grow my business. And just, just as a test, I'll send an email and see how quickly they respond and how detailed it is. So I think all of those small little tests you can do with your prospective listing agent and see how they respond. Are they responding in the timely manner that you would expect and so forth? Yeah, I mean, in any relationship, business or personal, communication is key. And it's also what is being communicated. Because like I just said, you know, an agent could mislead a seller, which could end up costing them a lot of money. So it's, you know, how is their approach? And then also reading through the reviews and speaking to sellers, you know, that they have worked with in the past to make sure that, yes, the communication is on point and that when you say you're going to do something, you do it. When you have an open house that you don't, you know, if the open house starts at one o'clock, that you're not showing up at one o'clock, that really you're showing up, you know, at 1230 to start prepping the property, to start prepping your mindset, to making sure that, you know, the toilet seats are down, the lights are on, right? It's the whole package deal of how, what is the communication and then also the approach. Like for instance, like we send out a, a marketing report, update the sellers of, hey, this is the activity, this is the analytics that are happening in the house so that, you know, they have visibility and you have visibility because all of that matters, right? 
the days of putting up a sign and letting it sit, like the house sell by itself, like those days are gone. At the beginning of 2022, anybody could be a rock star if they were a listing agent. Well, those those days are gone, which is why we're starting to see days on market accumulate, which is why we've seen a vast increase of price adjustments because agents are using the same strategy that they used at the beginning of 2022 in today's market, and it's just not going to work. Yeah, no, it it's so it's so true. And I think one of the questions as a home seller you should also ask your agent is, how, how are you bringing buyers to my property, except for the MLS, which all the agents do, right? Except from having the open houses. Like, what active approach are you doing and see how they respond, right? I, I think that's a great question, right? There's what, what, what a lot of our audience should know, first off, is there's an 87% failure rate amongst agents in real estate. You have a better chance of opening up a restaurant and succeeding than you do being an agent because our industry is broken in many ways. For instance, an agent that's not on a team and they're doing everything themselves, they're the salesperson, they're the sales team, they're the marketing team, they're the accounting team, they're the operational team, there's the transaction team. And it's like going to like any business and plucking the accountant out and putting them in the sales department, there's not going to be a lot of sales. Or if you put the sales team in the accounting, like <laughs> they see hieroglyphics when they see an Excel sheet, it's just not going to work. So the benefit of a team like ours is we have a sales team and that's what they specialize in. We have a marketing team and that's what they specialize in. Like you and I shouldn't be deciding what color font should be used, you know, on the social media post, right? That's the marketing team's department. Whereas most agents, right? They're trying to spin all of those plates. And, you know, just like a lot of the analogies we saw with all of the plates spinning, plus working with buyers and sellers and multiple listings and, you know, plus life, there's going to be plates that come crashing down constantly. And you don't want your listing to be one of those, one of those plates. Oh my God. It's a number one asset for most people, right? Exactly. And, and, and one thing that I also want to chat about because we meet with a lot of sellers and sometimes they say, yeah, we met the, the, with this agent and they, when I said I'm interviewing a couple of agents, they tried to deter me and push me in not doing that and, and get me to you know, sign that dotted line. So I think first off, if anybody's doing that, you should question and see like, hey, why? We actually encourage competition, right? We, we love competition. That's why we give the interview sheet yeah. out. We encourage, <laughs> hey, go interview others. You know, ask these questions, yeah. right? Because it's, this is a major life decision. This is someone's number one asset. And they should go through the vetting process to make sure that they work with the best appropriate agent. A lot of sellers make the mistake of, you know, going with a cousin or going with a, a friend's husband or, you know, yeah. their, 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 their associate who just got their license. You know, my response to that always is, would you go to your cousin's party and write him a check for $100,000? Because oftentimes that's what you're giving up by trying to be, you know, kind. This is not a personal decision. This is a business decision and one of the most important business decisions that a person can make in their lifetime. So true. And, and I think one thing that I'm also thinking about and a good question to ask, which I rarely get asked on listing appointments, is like, how do you show the property? What has happened in today's world is that there is a lot of lockboxes out there. I actually saw a $4 million house for a client yesterday and there was a lockbox. And it, I felt so bad for the seller because there was nobody there to explain all the 
grannies and nooks in the house, everything that I wanted to know. I had so many questions. And I called the listing and couldn't get a hold of that agent. So I think another question is, who's going to show the property and are they qualified to show the property? Yeah, there's nothing more frustrating than when we go to try to show a property and the listing agent, you know, doesn't respond, you know, first and foremost. And then when they do respond and give us a lockbox code, you're 100% right. This is their, this is the, a showing is like the number one time to perform and sell a property. Yet the person who should know the house the most is not there to help sell the property and point out all of the features or they send their assistant who's not licensed, who can't really legally talk about the property unless asked a question that's on the MLS sheet. So yes, that is definitely a question that sellers should be asking You know, agents that they're interviewing is, who's gonna be doing the showing and is there going to be a lockbox at the property? Right. How that's- quickly to, right? Sometimes it's crazy when we're trying to get showings for clients. In Los Angeles, let's face it, most buyers that are looking at listings, in order to afford these amazing homes, you got to work yeah. <laughs> and, and you're busy. So at the time you want to see the property, it's so important that we can get our clients. If I have a listing, somebody calls me, I want to get them in right away. I don't want to make it difficult because I know if there are physicians, lawyers, actors, whatever they are doing, they're busy. And when they're looking at homes, they're going to look at three, five, seven homes and then maybe make a decision, which a lot of home buyers are doing. And if they can't see yours, you're missing out. They're missing out. And it's also the approach, right? Well, our team is constantly studying what other teams are doing to see you know, what we can learn, what they're doing that maybe we can do better. And I'm so surprised that even when we go to open houses, right, we oftentimes walk into an open house, right? The agent is sitting on the couch, reading a book, don't e- doesn't even look up, point at the sign-in sheet and only to get a black and white MLS printout, you know, that was probably printed right before the open house on a $10 million listing, which, you know, blows blows my mind that that happens in this market, especially here where we have some of the best agents in the world. But again, that's part of the due diligence that a seller needs to have. Like for us, we have an open house, you know, systematic approach where there's a list of items that have to happen before the open house, during the open house, and then after the open house, right? Again, this is somebody's number one asset, so they need to have, a, you know, the agent that they choose, the team that they choose, need to have a systematic approach when it comes to showings, open houses, marketing, pricing, everything that is important when it comes to selling a house. Because again, the days of, you know, the, doing the three Ps, putting it on the MLS, putting up a for sale sign and praying that it sells, those days are over unless the seller wants to drastically undersell their property. Yeah, and that, that's why I think every seller should also ask about the marketing plan. Uh, a lot of sellers, unfortunately, are focused just with the commission instead of looking at what are you getting and what type of marketing plan are you going to deliver upon. And, and speaking of that, how, how much you actually spend on making the custom website, making a property folder that looks great, getting the virtual tour, getting the video, all of that in an era where people want information, right? Photos, how important are photos to get the property sold? There's one of my biggest pet peeves in real estate is when I go through the MLS and I'm looking at pictures and I see that picture of the agent, you know, in the mirror, taking the shot with his, you know, camera, 
toilet seat up and I can see the agent in the flash in the mirror. And this is someone's number one asset on a multi-million dollar property. It just, it, it blows my mind that that still happens yeah. in today's market. So yes, I mean, marketing is crucial in this, right? You need the retargeting. You need to constantly be looking at the analytics. You know, the reason why an agent will say that you don't need to do the 3D tour or the video is because they don't want to spend the money because those things are expensive. But we also have to look at what are buyers trained to do, right? Especially coming out of the pandemic and quarantine, buyers are trained right now more than ever to look online, to go through the pictures, to go take the 3D tour, to watch the video. Plus different types of consumers and personalities like to look at properties different. Our parents still like to just look at the pictures. The millennials like to do the 3D tours or the videos, right? So we can't just market our properties you know, one way. It has to be to the masses because we don't know what different personality type. We probably have an idea on the demographic, yeah. right? But we don't know the personality type and we want to be able to present the property in all areas so that a consumer can view the property the way that they want to, but in a professional light where you don't have an agent in the mirror with the flash with the toilet seat up, yeah. right? Not professional. <laughs> <laughs> that doesn't sell houses for the highest value. That's funny. Yeah, I, I mean, um, a success story that I think could be interesting to share and also for the people thinking about selling what they can do. So we, we got a Yelp inquiry, I think a couple of months ago or a month ago. And uh, I, I, was, I, I got the opportunity to go and, and interview. But in their, the seller's initial email, they asked 10 of the top agents about the data. How much are you selling? What are you doing here? And then they picked three or four to interview. And we were lucky. We were one of them. Uh, and it was so cool to compete with other agents. And then we were able to win it when we showed our marketing plan, how we do business, and our experience. And I think that strategy as a seller is, is a great way, right? Because you should interview at least three or four of the top agents. Yeah, well, first and foremost, let's give you the credit, right? Because you know, they, they also need to understand that you know, there's the 80-20% rule in real estate. 20% of us do 80% of the sales. Actually, in real estate, it's more like 10-90. And someone like you who's training every single day, studying the market, understanding the, the buyer's mentality, you know, that is so crucial in today's, in today's market. And an agent who's skilled like that can go into, you know, Brentwood, can go into Beverly Hills, can go to Manhattan Beach, can go anywhere in Los Angeles, Los Angeles County and succeed if they have that, you know, proven process, that strategic process and the constant learning and the constant training in order to succeed in this market. Because what got us here is not going to get us there. So everything that we did up until May when the interest rates, you know, went up, We've had a pivot. We've had to pretty much wipe out our listing presentation and we're constantly you know, looking how to improve it. It's mastering the real estate experience. The way that we market a house then is different than the way that we market a, pro a house now. And it's constantly learning. And again, we said it in episode one, we'll say it again. The only constant is change. Yeah. And we can't do what worked in 2021 or 2022. Right, the market's constantly shifting, so we have to constantly shift with it, and so does the agent. Yeah, now I totally agree with you. And and one thing that I also encourage sellers is, let's face it, a lot of agents are gonna do well on the first date, right? First dates are usually great, uh, but ask them about uh, 
look at their reviews, ask them to speak with some of their clients they work with in the past and have them show the actual data because practice is great. And I mean, confidence, I'm, I'm learning that now. That's the first thing you said when I started working with you. Com if I would write a book, it would be confidence, right? And now I'm learning that confidence is so important, but it has to be real confidence backed by you know, a team and knowledge. And the only way for you as a seller sometimes to find that out is to dig a little bit deeper. Um, so that's just a, an, an encouragement for you if you are a seller. Uh, one final thing that I think if you're at the table now, you know who you're going to list with, uh, make sure, and, and this is something that I'm so proud of working with the Saurus team and you, is that we actually put in the listing agreement that if you're able to cancel the listing agreement at any time, unless we're actually in escrow or negotiating, if you're not happy with the service, and that's something that I can stand behind and say, hey, I need to deliver every single day. So if you're thinking about hiring an agent, make sure that you're able to get out because that first date could be great, but further down the road, if you're not happy, you should be able to work with somebody that fits your needs better. Right? 100%. I mean, that's, we're able to put that clause in the listing agreement because we, you, our team, have confidence in our ability to deliver. I mean, you're 100% right. A lot of agents are very good presenters, right? They're very good at selling, right? But we don't want to sell our, our, our clients. We want to consult our clients. And yes, I believe that if an agent has been misleading and misguides a client, that the client should be able to cancel that contract. We've sold numerous homes where the, you know, the listing agent you know, misled the seller, has held them hostage in a contract, wouldn't let them out, right? Which ends up, in, especially in this market where days on market accumulate, that's gonna cost the seller money, right? Which is why we allow, this is why we put in our contracts, the seller has the right to cancel any time because it, it, it shows them that our confidence in our ability, not only to deliver great results, but also that level of uh, service and communication that we talked about is so important. James? This was awesome, and uh, thanks again for being here with me. Is there anything else that we should add before having them call us or and the other agents that they are going to interview? I would just say to make sure that they do their due diligence, yeah. right? We said that before, but you know this is one of the, their most important decisions. This is probably one of their top assets, and I understand you know the mentality of listing it with your friend or listing it with the agent who helped you bought it, right? But this is not a personal decision. This is a business decision and all business decisions should be properly vetted because if they're not, it could cost the seller a lot of money. They'll leave a lot of money on the table or they could have the opposite. Whereas if, when they make the right decisions, they're gonna get the highest value the, the market will bear. Yeah, and I mean, even if you have a friend that is a great agent, still interview a couple others. I mean, one of two things can happen. Either you're more confident in your friend or you found something better right? 100%. So there's nothing to lose. Thank you guys for being here with us. I hope you got some great information on, you know, finding that listing agent that is right for you. If you want that cheat sheet, please let us know. We'll be happy to share it with you. And that's it for today's show. Next time you meet us, we're going to talk about what do you need to do before moving to Los Angeles? It's so, uh, so cool that we have people watching and listening from all over the world because people want to be in this city. It's sunny, it's, it's nice, there's beautiful properties here and life can be amazing, right? So yeah, thank you so much and I'll see you soon.
Thank you so much for watching Black Belt in Real Estate. We really appreciate having you here. If you're thinking about buying, selling, or investing in real estate, we would love the opportunity to interview for your business. James, do you want to add anything to that? Yeah, what I would say is just to remember that this is a, this is a business decision, not a personal decision. And something that Peter and I and our team pride ourselves on is we look at ourselves more like consultants than we do salespeople. A lot of salespeople have that commission breath and they push you to buy or sell when you're not comfortable. Whereas we take a systematic approach, a personalized approach to determine what is best for you and your family. And if now is not the time to buy or sell, we're okay with that. And at least we've given you that information. So as Peter said, we truly would appreciate the opportunity to earn your business. Thank you so much. I'll see you soon.